Hi, this is Shauna Lee, and welcome to this week's The Soul Frequency Sessions. Real talk about real life and how to raise your energy frequency. So some of the things that I have been thinking about recently is kind of these cycles of life that we go through. And I'm in an intense cycle of life myself. And so this episode is really just about how we can see the bigger picture of where we are in life. Um, If your life feels intense at this particular moment, sometimes it's cool to know that there's many cycles that we're moving through and that you might be moving through one that's intense and to understand it a little deeper, like what this human journey is and why we come here and the lessons we come to learn from a much more kind of cyclical vantage point. You know, sometimes it can feel in life like there's just craziness or chaos or like we're in this time of total peace and then all of a sudden this time of total like upheaval and it can just feel like life is that these polar opposite experiences going on simultaneously so i'm going to take you on my little journey of looking into things how i perceive certain things doesn't mean it's right doesn't mean it's wrong just Um, things that are coming through that I perceive in a certain way. And if it's helpful, you can apply this to your own life, do some deep diving. If not, no worries, leave it on the table. Um, So you might've heard of the Saturn return and a Chiron return, and we have Saturn returns. Typically when it's written about, it's talking about the first Saturn return, which is kind of ages 27 to 31-ish. But there is also a Saturn return from 56 to like 61. And then if people live a long life from like 84 to 90. So this is a cycle that comes along, you know, at least a couple of times in most people's lives. But the first one is from age 27 to 31. And when I read this energy, it's really our bridge into adulthood. So even though we are technically adults here in the United States at 18, I mean, (laughs) we're still kids in a lot of ways. And this Saturn return, this first Saturn return, this cycle is about really stepping into like who you are really. We go through this discovery phase starting in our teenage years and then into our young 20s and really experimenting for a lot of people at the time of experimenting in work and career and relationship, all of that kind of stuff. And so if you're in this, awesome. If you're looking back on this time in your life, you might notice that there were some big changes going on for you, either in relationship or in career or in how you thought about yourself, um, what you wanted for your life, all of that kind of stuff. For me personally, um, it was right around age 27 when I moved um, up to Los Angeles. I lived in Los Angeles for about 10-ish years of my life. And it was a big change. I went from a small town to a big city. Um, I went through a lot of like, just kind of soul searching, like, what is this life? I'm now, you know, a real live adult. And what do I want to do with it? And so whether we decided what we want to do with our life when we were like 15 years old and stayed with that path, you might find that you're revisiting at that moment, like that choice. 
And do you want to make some changes or lifestyle changes? You know, so it affects everybody differently. For me, it was um, a real move in energy and a real move physically in my location. Um, And a lot of like, what do I want my life to look like? What is the life I want to build? You know, what's the type of person I want to build a life with? I knew I wanted to be married at some point. Like, so there was a lot of that evaluation going on during um, Saturn return. It can be a very pensive time and it can be a very confronting time. You know, these cycles that we go through, they have us look ourselves uh, in the face and see what needs to be changed. It's really an opportunity. All of these cycles I'm going to talk about today are an opportunity to stop on our path and to evaluate like, where am I? What has worked? What feels good? What doesn't feel good? What's not working? And how do I want to continue forward from there? So yeah, that was my Saturn return. And right now I am in the cycle of my Chiron return. And whether you know a lot about astrology or not, I would highly recommend reading about Chiron return. It's a really, I think, one of the most important cycles of our human existence um, because Chiron represents our core wounds and the Chiron return is really about how we overcome our core wounds and how we're going to meet them face to face. So it's not unlike, you know, the cycles of the Saturn return and some of the things that we're confronting, um, but it's typically arriving between age 46 and 52. So it's not, you know, a lot of times they talk about Chiron return as being right at age 50, but we really move into it in our late 40s um, and then our early 50s, like as we get into like, let's say 50 one, two, three, like some of that intensity of that Chiron energy will start to resolve. And and what's fascinating about this is for women too, I mean, men go through this as well, but for women, and I guess men a little bit, but like women, we typically look at this stage of life as like a real change, like in our hormonal structure, like for women. And so, you know, I think a lot of times like um, we're not looking at all that is changing at that time, right? Women's hormones might be changing at that time, but also we're going through one of the most powerful lessons um, and change points, if we see it as that, that we will ever have in our lifetime. And so I think it's really important to understand this, whether you're 20 years old, you know what I mean? And you're looking forward to your life. We don't teach these rites of passage and these cycles that we go through to people. And so when you find yourself in the middle of this and you don't have any reference point for it, it can seem so destabilizing. I have had so many people in my life talk to me about their Saturn return and that they didn't know about that until years after that happened, but that that was a really tumultuous time in their life and a really sometimes scary time in their life of reevaluating. And so, so I think when we know these things, right, um, we, we can be better equipped to move into them. Um, and this is bringing up a funny story. I don't know why I'm going to tell this, but like when I I um, had my period when I was 10 years old, which was really young, like I was early 10 years old. And, and I literally, like when it happened, thought I was dying because I was not at the age, you know, where anyone had taught me about that. Like not my parents, not school, not anything. So can you imagine like little 10 year old, like getting her period when she's, you know, like so young and doesn't know anything about it. And then all of a sudden I'm bleeding and thought I was internally bleeding and I was dying. 
And I literally remember that experience. Like it was so traumatic for me. I was like sobbing and I'm like, I'm dying. And, and I remember like my mom just starting to explain to me, but no one could take away that moment where I literally just thought I was bleeding out. I mean, it was awful. And I remember it so well. Like I remember everything about the decor of the bathroom I was in. I remember everything. Like it's like, it is emblazoned in my life experience. And it didn't, I didn't need to have that experience, right? Like if someone would have taught me about these things or told me and no fault to anybody in my world, I was very, very young to get my period. But if somebody would have like brought me in on things and like told me, then my experience would have been so different in that moment. And even though like there was so much reassurance and love after the fact, that immediate moment where I thought I was bleeding out and dying is a traumatic experience for me. It was awful. And it's like, I remember it like it was yesterday. And so this is a great analogy for why we need to understand these cycles and why we need to teach them to our children so that they can understand like how generous is it to move into a cycle and somewhat know like what this time in your life is about and like that you might be reevaluating. I mean, then you don't feel like you're going crazy or like, you know what I mean? Why is my life like feeling so different than how it felt, let's say five years ago. So really important, total side note story, but, but these are the things we go through in life that we could teach each other about and that we can know about so that we don't end up in these situations having a traumatic experience. So anyways, this is the Chiron return season of my life. And it's so powerful and intense, both simultaneously, sometimes real intense and sometimes like really energizing and powerful. And I understand the power of Chiron and I understand that these wounds, these core wounds, and I did an episode on core wounds and how they affect your life maybe several weeks ago or a month and a half, month, month and a half ago. Um, go listen to it. It's really important to understand our core wounds. It's really important to understand that during our Chiron return, these wounds will come to the surface to be reevaluated. And you can think of this time um, from Chiron return. And this is like, this is just my own personal like channeling on this um, is that it's this point in time where we are either going to proceed with the rest of our life carrying our core wounds and being a victim of them, meaning protecting them, not ever taking responsibility for them, blaming other people for them, and being an entire victim of them for probably the rest of our life, or we're going to see them for what they are and we're going to start to take responsibility, going to start to integrate them, going to start to understand them, going to start to work with the energy around them, um, going to have some real big shifts and movements in our core wounds so that the rest of our journey, we are not victim to them. And if you look at some of the older people in your life, um, whether they've passed or whether they're still alive, like you might have evidence of people in your life that you perceive as people that stayed stuck in their wounds and never progressed beyond that and just really lived out the rest of their life um, or into their older years projecting their wounds on other people. That would be a really 
good example of someone who went through their Chiron return just completely unaware and not doing, you know, any kind of internal work or looking at things, but instead doubling down on the victimization of the core wounds. So it's a choice point. It is a massive choice point and it's so, so powerful. And, and when you make the choice to heal and to become more aware through these, you know, moments, these cycles in life, like the Saturn return and the Chiron return, like your life just amplifies from that experience. And so, you know, it plays like a really huge distinctive role in how we live our lives and how we move through them. And the Chiron return happens, you know, just once where Saturn return can happen like up to three times pretty much in most, you know, spans of life. But this is like a one kind of midlife opportunity to heal. And I think that that is the coolest, most beautiful gift, like giving us the opportunity, like we have got, come on this planet, we've gathered wounds, you know, over our early experiences and beyond, and then toiled with them, right? Rejected them, toiled with them, tried to make sense of them. Maybe we've become more aware and learned how to like, you know, emotionally move through some of them. And then we get this like opportunity that's gifted to us by the universe to really heal them and to draw a line in the sand and to move forward. So I just think it's like such an awesome experience. Um, so things that you have faced in your life, like issues, challenges, um, things that are, you know, you're, you're probably well aware of by the time you make it to your Chiron return. <laughs> like we we usually know our stuff that we're carrying at least a little bit. Um, you can offer that up to this universal energy in this beautiful time for healing. So I highly recommend like being in groups or situations or, you know, working with people to help release some of that energy during that point um, in your life, if you are heading up to it or in it. Um, you're going to be confronted during a Chiron return with a lot of your core wounds. So like whether you're having memories from the past or whether you're having people step into your life that create, you know, situations or experiences that allow you to become very present to like, oh yeah, I felt this before and now it's happening again. Like a lot of that kind of stuff will come up. Um, also like some of the things that you felt really plagued by in your life, um, will start to release or you'll start to have a shift of energy around them, which is kind of exciting. Like if we feel like, oh, I just haven't been able to shake this one thing in my life, to feel like it starts to just naturally shake itself off of you is a really exciting and fun experience. Um, so for those that want to dive deeper into their Chiron return, like there's a really easy way to kind of understand, okay, what is my core wound and what is the gift in that wound? How do I find out more about this? So there are tons of, you can just Google for a calculator, Chiron return calculator, put in your information and it'll give you the house um, of your Chiron return where Chiron is. Um, and Chiron, this is like at the time of, of um, your birth, right? That you, this is the house that Chiron is in and the sign that Chiron was in. So you want to look at both of those, the health house and the sign. And the return is when it's coming back to that initial point, right, of where it was aligned during your birth, which is around 50 years, give or take. But the energy starts earlier and ends a little bit later than 50. 
So, so you're looking at where's my Chiron placement, what house, what sign. So for instance, my Chiron placement is in the fourth house and it's in the sign of Aries. So fourth house stuff would be wounds about, you know, feeling safe. And again, I talked about this a couple of episodes ago, um, about feeling not enough, right. There being a wound about there not being a not enough, which means I won't be safe. So that absolutely resonates throughout my life. Um, like not feeling safe in your body and not feeling safe in the world. And this can be challenging because for some people with this fourth house, it, it's like, you don't know why you don't feel safe, right? Like, so for a lot of people will, you know, look for like, what happened to me? You know what I mean? Like what happened to me to make me feel this way? But it's really, you know, it's really this lesson you came to learn. Um, it can include like hoarding resources or money. Cause again, that feeling of not enough feeling of not safety, um, emotional eating, certainly part of my earlier experience in life. Um, fear of people, even like fear of like branching out. Right. Um, also a lot of stuff around family in the fourth house. So family dysfunction, you know, fourth house is also a lot around the mother, certainly part of my experience. So a lot of these have really held true, right? We come through this portal of the blueprint of our astrology and we experience these things. Like, so if you look up whatever house your Chiron is in, if you look that up to say, you know, Chiron return in the fourth house, fifth house, sixth house, whatever it is, um, you can find out some of the themes of what that wound is. It's such an aha moment to know this. Like, I just feel like we should teach kids this from day one. Like, hey, this is the wound you're coming in with. You'll probably have some experiences around this, but it's all part of like what you're ultimately have the power to transform in the end. And then on the flip side of that, there's a gift to, to all of these. So, so the gift for the fourth house would be creating a safe haven, creating community, empowering women, a lot around the female energy. Um, you know, nourishing your body, learning about your body, certainly part of my journey and savvy financial planning, like learning to create safety in your life that this wound kept from you in the earlier part of your life. I mean, how beautiful is that? It's like, that's what the Chiron return offers you is the ability to create the exact opposite of the wound. It's so cool. And if you look at your life this way, it all starts to like really, really make sense. Um, and then you can also look at, you know, what is the house that that Chiron is in as well. So my house was Aries. Um, and that is a lot with like, who am I? Identity. Like the, the wound can be around you know, lack of self-worth or isolation, like not knowing who you are in the world. Um, it can also be around a lot of comparison. There's a big comparison wound, all things I've experienced in my life. Um, like really feeling like you need to be amazing, perfect, great at something, or it's not like worth doing, you know, very black and white thinking. And the gift of that is really empowering people in their individuality, helping people step into their power, um, channeling the frustrations and angers into creativity and creative expression, standing in your individuality, really knowing who you are, like being independent. I mean, those are the gifts of Aries. 
So going from this place of feeling like I'm not sure who I am. And when I look back over my life, like most of my life, I didn't know who I was or what, where my place was. Like I, (laughs) I didn't, you know, I always helped people. I always was a person that people came to, to share, you know, their problems and the things they were going through. But I also, you know, was in college and didn't declare a major until the school made me declare a major. Cause I was like, I'm not sure. I'm not sure who I'm going to be or what I should major in. Like, so there's a lot in my life about like, just not sure why I came to the planet, not sure like why I'm here, you know, or what's going on. Um, and not really wanting to choose that either. Just being like, okay, I'm going to figure it out at some point, or it's going to evolve or come through or something like that. So, so I'm just giving you these examples in my own life as like themes of how powerful this Chiron is. And I'm going to go through some of the wounds. So wherever you are in your placement, you can come back and listen to this episode after you look it up. Um, and, and you can understand some of these wounds. So, so I went through, I just went through Aries. That can also be what I talked about with Aries is also first house stuff. So if you are, you know what I mean, in the first house, but you're a different sign, um, I'll go through them, but Aries and first house are similar. So Chiron and Taurus or the second house. So if you're either in Taurus or in the second house, your wounds are around really stubbornness, like um, a lot of resistance, a lot of digging your heels in, fear of change, um, like sometimes just following along with other people instead of like having your own opinions. Um, things like it can, you could have struggled with addiction. You could struggle with like money, you know, just a lot of the, the really foundational things in our life, food, um, material things, like all of that kind of stuff. On the flip side, the healing gift of Taurus, right? Or the second house is being able to create a space of peace instead of like the chaos, right? Of addictions, um, creating like a real, like a, they, when I tune into the energy of this, it's like creating like four legs and a chair, right? This solid foundation for you to stand upon being like the house that doesn't blow over being like a real Mecca for like wisdom and connection. And, you know, just think about those four legs on a chair. If one of the legs is gone, it's all imbalanced. So like the wound is just all over the place. The chair can't, you know, sit up right properly. And then the gift of it is that solidarity, that foundation. So Chiron and Gemini or the third house, one or the other, um, the wound is really a wound of loneliness. So Gemini is about the symbols of twin. So it's about finding your other half. So that wound is like doing whatever you can to feel a part of. Um, It's a lot of, Gemini is very verbal too. So it's a lot of saying whatever needs to be said, um, maybe being really involved in like talking about other people and gossiping and doing that for approval seeking, like to be, you know, oh, if I say these things, does that make me cool? And then I belong. Um, Also, there's a real lack in the wound of being able to follow through in life, follow through on things, Um, fear of being judged, a lot of that kind of stuff. 
the healing gifts for Gemini or third house are um, really being, you know, the word performer comes up like, so communication, writing, you know, acting, singing, um, being like a Mecca for using your, your communication channel for good um, using your words for good, um, a lot of humor, connection, you know, being able to connect with people like from a place of a full cup, not from a place of neediness. And then Chiron and Cancer or the fourth house, we went through that one. That was mine, um, which is trouble feeling safe, feeling at home. You know, it's like, imagine your whole sense of homeness, whether it's in your body, in your world is just rocked. And that leads to a lot of like fear around there's not going to be enough and fear of other people. And the flip side of that, the gift is being able to create this sense of home wherever you go and with everybody. So it's like community. And there's a lot of like mother energy and woman, you know, divine feminine energy in the fourth house. So it would be empowering women. It would be giving gifts, you know, of love and care and nurturance to the people that you connect with and also creating like a great financial um, footing to stand upon. So Chiron in Leo or the fifth house is all about the wound is the need to be constantly filled up. So it, they're showing me like a, an empty cup. So need for constant like validation and approval and you know, there's never, it's like insatiable need, right. Um, to show up a certain way. So like a false, you know, kind of persona, um, a lot of just intensity and arguing and drama and a lot of, um, trying to create relationships from, from a low frequency. So like, you know, sex addiction, love addiction, like all of that kind of stuff would play out in the wound um, if you are Chiron and Leo or the fifth house. And then the healing aspect of that is like somebody who is so authentic and somebody who uses their voice and their power and their energy to really move things forward in the world. There's a lot of energy for Leo in the fifth house. And like the fifth house is really known for, for creativity as well. Um, so spreading positive messages, like being fun, being exciting, like in a way to inspire people. And then Chiron and Virgo or the sixth house would be the wound is like rigid, Rigid is a great word for it. Like, um, it could be rigid in your eating patterns, like needing to be perfect, needing to make everybody else happy, like feeling a sense of anxiousness about being anything other than what other people need you to be, uh, fear of being judged, like worry, a lot of worry, a lot of, you know, worry about your physical body all the time. Like all of those types of things are Virgo or the sixth house. The healing aspect of that is like creating a structure, like because structure is very Virgo, that helps people's lives. So you might invent something or think of something that's going to organize people around something that's positive. 
um, being wise in how to create and empower people through a new way of doing something, like maybe creating a a new type of journal that people are going to be able to, you know, really get help from or creating a new system or structure in a business that people are going to really go, oh my gosh, this is amazing. Like, why haven't you done it like this before? And helping people really step into that. So using their the foresight and ability to plan and to create like containers and structures for things but in a way that feels like nourishing and loving instead of um, like with the energy of a lot of judgment or difficulty or rigidness. So Chiron in Libra or the seventh house, uh, the wound would be like um, inability to have a healthy relationship, can't make a decision, just trying to keep those Libra scales balanced, um, not able to speak the truth, feeling very like tossed at sea, kind of like, like I'm just being tossed around as the waves, you know, push me in different directions. And the healing gift of that is like somebody being able to switch into communicating from a harmonious, beautiful, peaceful place, like, like the word diplomacy is a great word for the healing gift. Also, there's a lot of outward beauty in the Libra energy. So, you know, creating beautiful spaces for people or yourself, um, creating heart opening experiences, like that type of thing, really powerful. And then Chiron and Scorpio or the eighth house. In Scorpio, there's a lot of deep, you know, hidden stuff. So, a lot of the wound is it's deep within your your body, your soul, like you are afraid to even admit that there are wounds. You struggle within yourself to to even let it surface. Like it's so intense. And there's a real, real tie, this this Scorpio um energy wants to hold on to things, even the most unhealthy things. So there's a lot of uh, connecting with dark energy and whether that's in the form of relationship or business, bringing that into our lives and then not being able to let that go is Chiron and Scorpio or the eighth house. And then the healing aspect of that, I mean, it's so, the flip side is so light and so soulful and so ability the ability to transform is so deep with Scorpio or the eighth house so you know someone might go from living like a very counterculture like struggle addiction you know what I mean like some deep-seated sexual wounds to you know helping people heal sexually or helping you know people through like like being um what's the word for it? Um, like a death doula or, um, like a, like, like a hospice nurse, somebody that helps people transition to like, somebody could help take person, a person from, you know, one state of being to another. And that can show up in like any different way. Right. Um, also around birth, like any transitions, like that would be ruled by Scorpio in the eighth house. So, so a real powerful gift. Like when you hear stories about people that they've lived 
what seems like a polar opposite life of just kind of darkness. And then they just return to the light. That's a lot of that Scorpio eighth house type of energy. And then Chiron and Sagittarius or the ninth house. This can be like a sense of wandering through life. Um, seeking out pleasure, seeking out high, you know, intensity things like a real thrill seeker, action seeker, but almost to like somebody's detriment. Like they don't ever lay down roots. They, um, they, they might have different thoughts that are, you know, not very mainstream thoughts, which is totally fine, but they use it in a way that creates like some sort of self-harm. It's, it's like, running from yourself. That's, that's what they're saying to me, like running from yourself and trying to do all these exterior things to like cover up the interior. That would be Sagittarius and ninth house. The healing gift would be stopping and sitting in the moment and feeling the feelings and fostering like a relationship with people that includes like other vantage points, being able to bring their beautiful peace and laughter and joy to things um, because they no longer have to run from themselves. Um, being able to speak truths in a way that even if people haven't heard that truth yet or, or you know, are believe something different, that they could be able to hear that person and really take that in. That would be Chiron and Sagittarius or ninth house healing gift. And then for Chiron and Capricorn or the 10th house, like Capricorn, similar to like we talked about with Taurus, like it's really important for Capricorns to be able to ground themselves as they move through their, their transformations. So the wound would be instead of real true grounding in the spiritual sense, like using exterior things to try to create that four legs of the chair situation. So it can be focusing only on work, focusing on how you look, how other people think you look, um, approval seeking, like, you know, Capricorn is where dad shows up and the 10th house is where the dad shows up, just like uh, the fourth house and uh, cancer is where the mother female energy shows up. So we see a lot of dad stuff going on here in the wound, you know, if you're Chiron and Capricorn. And the gift, the other side of it is just a powerhouse leader who's grounded, somebody who cares about other people, who is using all of their incredible power and their stability to do good in the world. Chiron and Aquarius are the 11th house. Um, this is another one that reminds me slightly of the wound for Sagittarius, which is really about just doing, you know, being out there in the world, doing things like rebelling against the status quo. You know, it's a lot of the, a similar type of energy where, where Aquarius is a little bit different is like, there's a real disconnect from emotions. Like Aquarius has this energy of like thought over feelings or um, being really science-minded and trying to like, you know, innovate from a very heady place, but completely disconnected from many other aspects of themselves. And the healing aspect, the gift in this will be 
really being able to do some cool things in the world. Like if they, if, if the Chiron and Aquarius can learn at, at a certain point during its Chiron return to connect to all aspects of self, then they can take a lot of their really kind of exciting ideas and put them into systems or gather people around them so that they can help the world. So it's a lot about creating better ways of living and helping people and living more of like utopian lifestyle, like a better, you know, better life. And lastly, Chiron and Pisces are the 12th house. Um, the wound is a lot about like not, not dealing with the grounded reality, the 3D reality, I'll say. So there can be a lot of like intense, um, like flighty energy in the wound. There can be a lot of just not dealing with practicalities. And even though, you know, we might have our head partway in the stars, we have to have our feet on the ground because that's what the human experience is. And so this is like disconnecting from, you know, sometimes this wound can look like not having, not knowing where you're going, not having a home, not having a place, like not having, you know, that can be home with your family, that can be a physical home, like, and almost like denying that any of that is, is what you want, right? Or, you know, just floating, floating is a great word. That's how I describe this energy, just to float. And, and also there's an element of it of not being able to stand up for yourself, not being able to assert what you want in the world, in this wound. And the gift of it is that this person, you know, who's a, who's a Chiron and Pisces or a 12th house healed is like absolutely able to take like that head in the stars and bring it down to like feet on the ground and to channel a lot of like beautiful energy onto the planet, right? Because they've gotten to this place of groundedness and because they've gotten to this place of being able to, you know, bring all this floaty kind of higher vibrational energy into something that makes sense. So, you know, this is the house of psychic gifts, of spirituality, um, but in the wound, none of that's able to actually help the person or other people because you have to be grounded too, right? You have to be able to take this information in through a grounded place that can help other people and help yourself. So hopefully that's helpful on kind of like the gist of the wounds. And again, you know, you want to look up the house, you want to look up the actual sign, and then you want to understand both of those together and how they would mix together, how they would intertwine together to really understand this. Like, I feel like embracing this cycle and these transitions and understanding them is so vital because if we know what we're going through, we can dive into that head first. And even though it's intense sometimes, and even though it can feel powerful and it's like, you know, the winds at your back moving you forward, you know what you're moving through and you can show up consciously to that and you can get excited about that and you can know that it's just a cycle. It is just a cycle, an important one, 
but you're going to move through it just like everything else in life. And you're going to learn from it. Some of the best, most powerful lessons that will literally give birth to the next chapter of your life, which is cool. And so if you're moving through a Chiron return, cheers to that. I am literally with you on that journey right at this moment. If you're moving through a Saturn return, I can say that the gifts on the other side of that are immense and endless. Um, and I'm excited for everybody and their journeys and their cycles. And maybe I'll talk a lot about it and share it with other people and share it with the young ones so that we all understand these stages of life. I'll see you guys back here next week. Hey, lovely. This is Shauna Lee. I hope you enjoyed this episode of the Soul Frequency Show. If you got even one piece of valuable information, head over to Apple Podcasts and share a review with your takeaways. And follow us because we got lots more goodness to come. We are spreading the love far and wide. And you know where to find me over at IG at The Soul Frequency. Until the next time, love, here's to positive vibes and powerful awakenings. Mm-hmm.